big D-Roy. We are not Millie Vanilli. We are not Vanilla Ice. We are no longer a one-hit wonder because this is the second episode we've recorded in 2024. We're, we're not these things that were popular in the 90s that people don't know about. That's where Adam's pop uh, culture starts or stops. And crisscrosses, I mean, they were happening in the fifth grade. I'm sure you showed up with the backwards overalls. I was totally crossed out, Adam. I was uh, catching all the ladies' attention. Uh, my, it was only when you'd go to the bathroom where you'd have to unzip in the back. It was a whole, oh, man. <laughs> a whole different thing. So. You imagine how cool that was in uh, central Utah. Oh, I'm sure it sure it was. No, you, did, so did did you have the, the, you wore your shirts inside out? I don't think so. We didn't have a lot of... So one of my really good friends, because I said I grew up in southern Nevada, and one of my friends, uh, he moved in eighth grade. Funny story, like, and, and now that you're a little older, it's a little sketchy. You start putting together pieces, and you're like, what was going on there? Uh, we were up at a baseball tournament in Tonopah. You know, it was like a two-day, three-day tournament. I went to the Muckers. Yeah, the Mighty Muckers. So we're up there, and we come back, because my friend, like, you know, we, we had the bus, but my parents picked us up from the school, and we got to take him home. Esmeralda County. Yes. There you go. You know where it is. Total bus part of nine, but that's neither here nor there. You got to drive through Esmeralda oh, County. Oh, I thought it was part of Esmeralda. So anyways, we, we give back, and his house, like his family's not there. <laughs> the whole house is packed up. Was his gone. house on wheels? It was on wheels, but the house was still there. That's kind of the convenient part about those houses. The, the house was still there. You know, again, this is like pre, you know, cell phone era type thing. So anyways. So you go take him home and there's just nothing there. Nothing in the house. Oh, nothing in the, like gone. Like, like gone. The house was still there. Nothing so was how did there. he know, like you had to wait for him to come back out and say, there's there's nobody here? Oh yeah. Like we, you know, we said, cause he always makes sure he gets in. He's like, uh, I don't know what to do here. So obviously came with us, came to our house. And that's how you got your brother. I think that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's where the sort. That's yeah. that's close. So I don't even know how we went down that measure, but yeah, that was a funny story. So, so, so you take the kid home, and his family's gone. They're gone. He didn't know they were moving. No, they sent him to a baseball tournament. Yes, a baseball tournament. Half a state away, he comes home from the tournament, and they packed up and left. True story. And so. How do you get him to? I, I'm so he, he came and stayed at our house for for a couple of days and well, day. Yeah, I mean, we the, are, the parents didn't say to your parents nothing. No, there's nothing. No, luckily we were able to get a hold of him. He was able to call his, you know, grandma, and, and they found out that they needed to move. So I got another friend that the same thing happened to him. I, I, anyway, so that's what happened. Was a special place. That, so that magical valley. I got to get into it. So that that happened and. He, you know, he eventually, so he moved to central Utah and I still remember one of those, you know, we're talking about crisscross, these weird fashion things. He'd always have the like lucky brand t-shirts, but you'd have to wear them inside out and you'd have to have the tag 
so you could see it. That was the cool thing. And I'm like, my dad thought it was the dumbest thing in the world. So we were just really good friends and we kind of travel back and forth every couple months and I'd come stay up here and he'd go stay down there. Um, anyways, he was there and my dad did something. He went up to him and he ripped the tag off of his shirt because we're inside out and he was all mad, but that's a $50 t-shirt <laughs> that you wear inside out a, for I the remember, tag. I remember, uh, like, uh, seeing people wearing sweaters inside out. Okay. The same. So I was there. The style here, if it was a little, I, I wasn't that cool. I'm, I'll have to admit to, I, it very well could have been the style and I was just oblivious to it because I was wearing my, uh. Husky jeans. Husky jeans and a Stone Cold 316 <laughs> t-shirt, which now we go for hundreds of dollars. Oh, yeah. Time, just said, don't date me. Yeah. This guy's not, yeah. not uh, boyfriend material. You, you were, you'd sneak out wearing the, you know, just like a little polo shirt and then you take it off and you're wearing the big Johnson t-shirt because you knew your mom would be. I was that cool. You were wearing the No Fear t-shirt. I'm down at the car and I'm like, I can't. I mean, that's something. Well, I get that. I get what that means. So that's, you know, getting into a little bit. Yeah. Contra, you know, like 90s type thing. So I do. I'll bring up the other story. Um, I'd had another friend. Same thing happened. Really good friends. And it was all kind of about the same time, you know, about seventh, eighth grade. Uh, this friend, his father was a police officer. And, you know, Perump's a very, again, unique, interesting place. Uh, things legal there that might not be legal other places that probably bring in other things that aren't legal that might be other places. And there was this place, it's still in Las Vegas, called the Binion's Horseshoe. I know Binion's. Uh, there was a guy who... We talked to Jim Harold about this. Oh, we did, didn't we? But go ahead. Yeah. A lot of people I, haven't heard this. I, I remember that. So there's a place... I don't know if we talked about it on the air, but... I don't think we did. Um, there was, there's a place called the Binion's Horseshoe. Um, and it was, uh, dare I say, heavily mob infested. Um, or invested. Did I say that invested? <laughs> early Vegas. Yes. Early Vegas uh, settlements. Now it's all, uh, you know, That's hedge fund guys. Yeah. It's just a bunch of corporate stuff. But back yeah. in the day, it was the mob controlled it. Yeah, it was Guido. And if you didn't pay, like you ended up in the dry lake bed. Now they're finding those people out <laughs> like me. That's, that is a true story. Um, that's how you know I'm not fabricating anything. It's the truth. Ted Binion, you know, like most of those moguls, he, he's probably on his third marriage, mistress, what, whatever it was. And um, turns out he died. Turns out she killed him. Turns out she knew where all of his stuff was. Ted Binion owned a ranch in Pahrump, you know, very close to where the uh, ecclesiastical organization that we were a part of right across the street. So wait a minute, your church... Own property. No, right across the street. From Binion. From Ted Binion's ranch. So you both had farmland just across the street from each other. Pretty much. That was interesting. Yeah, right across the street. Good conversations. Oh, there was there was a lot of interesting stuff. Fast forward just a little bit. When Binion died, all this stuff happened. Michael Jackson bought that ranch. So that's a whole nother story. <laughs> Again, Prump is an amazing place. It was Ted Binion owned this ranch. And uh, there was also back a place called the Cotton Gin, where they legit, you know, there was some cotton for a short time period. They realized Pahrump is not the cotton place like Alabama is. Yeah. It's because of the hot, the humidity is not the same. It's you not. have the same thing. Brigham Young tried that. Yeah, it, just, yeah, it doesn't work. Yeah, it doesn't work. We, you try. Just like, you know, we can't have a great orange tree, but when we're in San Jose, we got great ones. Oh, we got right off the back porch. Um, so anyways, there's this place called the Cotton Gin, and what happened was... Ted Binion had a large vault in the ground. And in this ground, like his girlfriend knew about it. Allegedly, she and her boyfriend killed him. And just shortly after, the boyfriend came out to Pahrump, 
with a belly dump truck at that time to get about $15 million worth of silver. And at that time, silver was about $3 an ounce. What happened was, this was going on early in the morning, my friend's dad found these guys, because, you know, somebody reported it saying, hey, there's this weird truck out in the middle of nowhere at 2 a.m. So, long story short, man, I don't even know if I can really be saying this. Um, story short. Long story completed. <laughs> long story, another friend ended up having to leave town. Let's just say that. Just say that the uh, the people that were interested in the money yes. were more interested in who was turning them in, because apparently they probably didn't get the money I, and might have been on murder charges, but potentially... A friend disappeared in the middle of the night. If any of you are interested, look up Ted Binion's story. Fascinating. Well, yeah, all that early Vegas kind of stuff is for for me anyway. And that's a good, like I was a, I was a part of it. Well, I won't be saying that that loud because oh, there's yeah. still uh, there's still people that probably the thing is is a lot of those mob bosses like they're dead by now. Like that was like thirty plus years. Yeah, ago. There's generational. There's kids. Yeah, but it's not what it was. Yeah, but you know, you're right. It's not. I, going back to the first story. Sorry. Why did they move? Like, what? What was this? There's just other circumstances and they had to get out of town. Circumstances. And so, but you were able to reconnect them. So this one, uh, when he moves out of town and the mob's kind of looking for the dad that's police. Easy, and easy there. When they moved out of town and maybe some people were looking to settle some scores with a guy that might have been law enforcement, perhaps. Uh, I love it. That's, that's a good definition. How did you just... You're not friends anymore. You never see your friend again, or do you reconnect? How's that work? Because, like you're saying, the internet's not around. It's not prevalent. Yeah, well, nobody knew what was going on back then. I mean, you move even if they move to the other side of of uh, well, Prump's probably one high school. Yeah, well, like, yeah. like well, yeah. Probably, but if you move to the other side of the valley or Tonopah, Tonopah, or wherever, you're never going to see him again. Maybe at a baseball tournament. Yeah, but you got another friend there that you try to keep track of. <laughs> Did you ever reconnect with him? Oh, yeah, we did. Yeah, he, he always said he moved back to the motherland. So he moved back to uh, the land of milk and honeys. And, um, you know, we were able, we, we continued to connect. And did you get his story that way from him? Yeah, I, I got the secondary part. That's, that's fascinating a little bit. Oh, yeah. it's So is that ranch is still out there? Oh, yeah, it's still there. There's still going to be stuff on that land. Exactly. That is exactly my thought. And here's the other thing. You should be having affairs and cheating and all that morally. I'm against kind of a thing yeah if you do don't talk yes like don't tell her hey i got oh. millions of dollars out here just say it's a bank but it's tied up with my wife or whatever like make it so you cannot be killed yes without like yeah that, it's, it's that simple we're, we're gonna tie into that because this is not where i expected this to go but i'm <laughs> excited i'm excited bitcoin but you can't kill me and get it because you need my my password and me and my wife share it I'll still take you out for nice dinners or whatever. They, I mean, I don't know if you take care for nice dinners or just nights out. Exactly. And the other weird part is after all this whole thing got settled, Michael Jackson bought this ranch in Pahrump, Nevada. That's like you can't make that stuff up. Yeah, because he was he was weird. Yeah. Like as, after he died, everyone's like, I mean, he was a great, he kind of got ruined because he was a kid. Yeah. And they made him become an adult. Oh, yeah. And. We can talk about allegations all day long. Everybody knows he was into weird stuff. Oh, yeah. Whether he's guilty or not, that's a whole, there's podcasts about that. Yeah. Either way, he was just a weird guy. And he'd have like uh, amusement parks and he'd have like all these animals and things. And he had just a lot of money he didn't know what to do with. They yeah. didn't have any money. But after he died, everyone's like, oh, everybody that shunned him forever. It's like, no, he's part of us. He's, he was us. He was the voice of our people, our generation stuff. 
It's like, you weren't the Pepsi generation when his hair was catching on fire. You were making the jokes with everybody else. Yeah. Yeah, and Macaulay Culkin and all that. I mean, that, that, some of that's just sad and, and disturbing if it's true. Or, but the whole thing is, guy's weird. <laughs> everybody can agree on that. And whatever, he was kind of a genius yeah. musically and, and popped out Thriller and some great songs we listen to every Halloween or times come around, I'll still moonwalk. But why is he buying a ranch in the middle and now he owns it? I, I don't know. I think I'll, I'll actually I'll look it up as we do this. Because there's got to be, uh, if there was one big place where they're burying all the silver they knew about, where's these, there's bottles of like cash and, and gold around there, Adam. I, I guarantee that. Uh, I totally agree with you. And especially if you go back to the early Vegas mafia type people and pay your debts, don't pay your debts. They're going to take your Rolex before they bury. They're not just burying it out in the desert with everything that you own. No. no and, you know, you can't just bring the Rolex to the pawn shop or you can't just start wearing it when the feds are looking at you. So you have to put that somewhere until it cools off. And then you probably give it as a gift to somebody because uh, then it's not on you. Like, there's a whole organized uh, part of the crime. It's yes. probably called organized crime. So we're going to get into maybe like a little more recent. Like, so this is not where I thought it was going, but you said something that totally blew my mind. Yeah, that's how at least... Because uh, I heard something yesterday. So, uh, and this is not allegedly, it's it's happened. There was a strange bet that happened for an Alabama LSU baseball game. Okay? Very strange bet that happened. There was a, like, this guy was in Ohio trying to place a, a bet for, you know, call it collegiate baseball game. Football, yeah. But, but baseball, very, very out of the ordinary. Yeah, and it's not like... There's probably bets, but there's a certain yeah. amount of people and a certain amount of money. So this guy comes into this establishment to, you know, make a legal bet of 15, or he wanted to make the bet of $100,000. Red flags are going to pop up. So that's what happened. And, and this guy becomes belligerent. And he starts telling these people, like, we, they would only let him bet 15000 So instead of, like, everybody, instead of just walking away... Or placing your 15000 and going to the next. What people do is they go to multiple casinos and they spread it out. That's what Mattress Max did. I mean, that's what he I haven't learned anything. You spread it out. You, you spread, spread it out. out. You don't put so attention on yourself. This guy becomes belligerent and he says, listen, this is a guarantee. If you knew what I knew, you would let me make this bet and you would be betting too. Telling this to the people in the sports books. You might as well say, come arrest me. Here's the best part. After that, he says... Let me show you this. He pulls out his phone and shows it to the casino workers saying, look, this is the message from the Alabama head baseball coach telling me that their pitcher just got scratched. He hasn't told the other team yet. So there you go. They're going to lose and he knows it. I'm betting a hundred grand. Yeah. <laughs> How stupid. Some people get like, that's the thing. Some people get handed a golden goose. And instead of just letting them produce them eggs and just, you know, there's ways to bet on baseball. And there's ways all across town, if it's legal, there's multiple apps and stuff. Spread that across and, and just take your money and run. You, you go out and you say, I'm an idiot. And now Alabama's probably looking for a new baseball. I, needless to say, he got let go. And it's pretty difficult to say, well, that's just a made-up allegation when they've got it on video, they've got everything. Because that was the other thing. It wasn't like just a text message. It was shared through some secret, encoded, encrypted stuff. So, Did the coach, was he in on the action? Oh, yeah. The coach yeah. is the one that yeah. did it. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I watched um, a special. Well, I've been listening to, uh, you remember Donahue, the NBA? Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
there's a lot more to that story. Oh, there's a lot to that. There's it's it's on it's on I think it's on Netflix. It's there's like a whole thing about betting in in sports. Yeah, I've yeah. listened to a podcast and they've interviewed him. But uh, needless to say, there's things that can be controlled. And his same it was kind of the same thing as he was doing it. He claimed that he wasn't making a whole lot of money, but they get to where they kind of are braggadocious about it, and they tell oh, yeah. they loose lips sink ships, Adam, as they say. Whoa, whoa, what did he say? Loose lips, they they sink the ships. Okay, you could still be he could still be in theory doing this because yeah. uh, with point shaving. In an NBA game, there's the trash time at the end is what they call it. Yeah. And you can just call. I mean, you can legitimately call a foul whenever you want to call a foul. And it's pretty, you know, up to the referee's discretion to some extent. Some are more uh, egregious, but you could say, well, that's his discretion. And now they have things where you can challenge and they've had to put in some more implements because of things like this. But back when he was doing it, you know, you could just say uh, that was a push off or, or whatever. And the line's at five, and he knows if they make these couple foul shots, it's going to be a two-point, because there's only 20 seconds left in the game. So you can kind of point-shave that way, and he would know, you know, it's not really affecting who would or who wouldn't win, but you could affect the line. So yeah. big flags were going up. But uh, people found out he was doing things. They got involved with him. Uh, the mob got involved. People go to jail. People turn on you. A uh, Long story short, again, as we're doing, maybe that will be the title of this episode, long story short. He was out of a career and did some time in, in, in prison. But the mob um, that he was working with or people connected to there, I think they said they had two or three referees on the payroll. Oh, I believe it. And it was only him that got exposed. He's saying that. NBA's like, no, we've done our things and, and search. Yeah. Kind of the same with the NFL. If you think about it, there's a holding on every – I mean, there's not a play that you can justify a hold call, pass interference going each way. I know there's this whole thing about the NBA or the NFL being this big script thing right now. I don't believe that as somebody that's into script, scripted entertainment. <laughs> um, but I do see where things could, uh, I mean, it, it's easier in basketball, yeah. to say that much, because foul shots or, you know, if you put uh, LeBron on the bench for 10 extra minutes, <laughs> you know, or, or Anthony Davis or whoever, that points aren't going to be scored as much or... If you don't call foul, I mean, you know, you can influence a lot more that way. Or this guy's a better free throw shooter. Oh, he just got fouled. Well, that's an extra two points right there. So um, I don't know where I'm going with all this. It's just kind of fascinating. Yeah, to look down. There, there's, you know, intriguing <laughs> things. I may have gotten sports gambling over the last little bit. I don't know. The, as the inquiring minds would like to know, just I've looked this up. If you're ever in Pahrump, Nevada, and you'd like to journey down right behind the Walmart, and, and there's only one, so you'll know where it is. The Walmart. Right behind the Walmart, there's a, a ecclesiastical organization. There's a church down the road. Mormon Church. Yeah, Mormon Not Church. That's calls that ecclesiastical. If it's Catholic, Baptist, or anything else, you would say a Baptist or Catholic church. Yeah. But where's the Mormon Church, Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, he's not sure how to refer to it since he's a, a, a contributing member, so he just says an ecclesiastical organization. Yeah, that, yes. So he doesn't offend them. Uh, I try not to. Or there's anyone's feelings. Well, because if they knew what I'd do, I'd probably get kicked out. But you're referring to them as Binion's connection right now. <laughs> <laughs> right across the street from this place, it's called right now. The owners are M A C C K K L L C. Well, that was almost one too many K's. <laughs> There's 138 acres on this property that's still raw. Like it's it's just I'm looking at it through through this app. Um, so if yeah, who knows what's down on that property? There's, there's bodies. There's got to be bodies and money. Yes, and and the cotton gin that I'm referring to. Again, if you're ever in Pahrump, um, now it's called the um, 
the nugget that's called the Perump Nugget. I've been there. Right below it is where the Cotton Gin was. Okay. That's where these... Um, that sounds like a good bar name. Oh, yeah. The Perump Nugget? No, the Cotton Gin. The Cotton Gin? Oh, I'm sure. That's, that's catchy. I, I'm, sh- I'm sure it is. So um, how we got here, who knows where we it, get here. It's about reselling. It, it is a tag stock. All of those things from your nostalgia, like your... This is me. I'm talking. 90s, like if you have an old crisscross, like, you know, shirt or... You know, you got those cool overalls. Like, they come back. If you know somebody that was in the mob and had to leave because their mistress outed them and they didn't want to get killed and now the property's just vacant, take a metal detector, go over there, kind of try to be discreet about it, but you might not have to work anymore. I, <laughs> or you might die. <laughs> I say, you might get buried next to the silver. It's a 50-50. Or you end up in, in Lake Mead and... If you like to gamble on sports and you happen to have some inside information... Don't expose yourself. <laughs> Just go and make your wager. And if they say this is the limit, you say, thank you very much. Do I get a comp dinner for that? And then you go to the next place in the next street over town, app, whatever, and, and you make a similar wager. And you just do that 10 times instead of all in one place. And, and you collect your money and you say, man, this is great. Life Lessons by D-Roy. Yeah. That, you know, there's a smart way and there's a hard way. Yeah, that. And and don't do it the hard way, people, because then uh, your buddy ends up in jail, and you can't. Ma- he didn't make his bed. I'm sure they didn't take any action. I and he's uh, now he's out of a job. That guy's not going to be coaching baseball. No, again. he's on a and 15 the, year ban. And they're going to know not to trust this guy with the information. So now he's back working at the Walmart. Oh. Doesn't even know what's across the street there in the prompt gin. Yep, the the cod gin. So. Deroy, that being said, there are two things in life that are for certain, my friend: death piles and taxes. Well within our rights to use this song We're aware the preaching copyright is wrong With lots of dedication we've researched the legislation And this music has nowhere else it belongs Derek is the king of death piles And Adam does his taxes all the while Death piles and taxes Selling stuff online in between Taxes, no copyright infringement.